Hey guys, it's Megan, Judah, Alyssa, and Rebecca. We're trying to be creative with this week's podcast about Kindred by Octavia E. Butler. Yeah, so we're just, we're going to have a great dandy old discussion about our thoughts on this graphic novel, um, our social justice issue, and we're going to come in with a few stories to share, and then we're going to talk about some articles that we brought into the discussion. It's going to be a great time. So, as previously stated, the book that we're reading, it's a graphic novel called Kindred, and so we're just going to share some general thoughts about what we've read so far. I don't think any of us are finished with the book yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, Alyssa, what do you have to share? Okay, so I think I'm, like, the farthest behind, like, where I'm at in the book, and so far... What part are you on? Hold on. I'm gonna be referencing the book many times. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rebecca? Where are you? Oh well, I'm at. I'm towards the end. So, um, just to give you like a brief like intro to what's going on in our book, there's like this woman who lives in 1970s uh, like America, but then she's time traveled, transported back to the antebellum South, and she's black. So she you know, faces a lot of discrimination, and um, I'm on a scene where she, it's like maybe her fifth, sixth time going back, so she's gone back a lot now, and she's pretty used to, like, going back in life there, and she's just facing a lot of discrimination, it's, it's really getting to her, like, really, really getting to her to the point where she's like, oh my goodness, when is this gonna stop, how is this gonna stop, can I just, like, die? Is that how it's going to stop? And she's questioning that stuff. Well, that's, like, a thing that I think comes up with me is I'm like, where is this story going? Because I know yeah. this isn't a story that's, like, about this science fiction element, but I guess that's just kind of where my brain gravitates, and I'm like, what's the solution to this whole thing? Because she's not intentionally traveling back to the past. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it happens. happens yeah. And, like, she never but wanted to she, anyways. So is she related to Rufus? That's, like, her... Yeah, um, so she basically, yeah, she meets her great-great-great-grandfather and finds out, oh my gosh, my ancestor is white. What's happening here? But isn't the slave that he's in love with, that's her great-great-grandmother? Grandmother. Oh, I didn't know that. Was that, like, said in the book? I think it's said in, like, the very beginning. Yeah, she looked at her family tree after her first time, and she was like, Um, oh my goodness, what? So she has to, like, even though the relationship is really bad, between them, yeah. she has to make sure it works so her family can Yeah, uh, oh, you know what? I didn't even realize. I was like, yeah. I, I must have just completely missed that while I was reading through it because I didn't even realize that was like a plot mm-hmm. point. Her, gra- her great-great-grandmother was like a rape baby, basically. Yeah. Well, where do you find that you were? Okay, I'm in the part where she's back like the second or third time with Rufus. And she's just taking care of him because he had just gotten beaten by um, some older, older men, right? Isaac. She, yeah, he's, Isaac. A, he's a black man that um, that tried to escape. That right? tried to yes. escape, and he was the husband of her great great 
great-grandmother who was who got raped by Rufus. Yeah, and so she's taking care of him right now. But my thoughts on the book so far are just, like, kind of just... It's hard for me to wrap my mind around everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just shocked... Like, it's just very shocking, like, what's going on. And it's very um, real. Yeah, like, the shock factor is definitely there. Like, mm-hmm. I was just surprised on how he kept saying he loves her, but, like, he lets all this stuff happen to her, and I'm like, how is that real love? And it's just, I thought, yeah. I was like, how can someone think like that? There's, but, like, definitely a lot of different topics in the book. Like, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, it's I, like, yeah. It's just definitely a lot. A lot. All the way from, like, racism to, like, rape and... Self harm, love is, and mm-hmm. yeah, and self harm, and ancestry, and societal pressures, and mm-hmm. the list goes on and it's on a and on. Book, you should really check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Judah here with um, the rest of my group, and we are going to discuss our social justice issue, which is moral decline. Yeah, so moral decline. I think we've done a couple other episode type things on this. They're like mini, mini sodes. Mini sodes. That's cute. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, you know, I think, once again, I I really, I think that we should change the term, not from moral decline, but to moral fluctuation. Yeah. Because... Like like I've mentioned previously, I don't think it's a matter of our morals declining because it's not as if you're looking at a graph of time and morals are steadily going down, but it's our ideas of what life is supposed to be like that are changing and people's actions are changing to fit those. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, because it's like, it's like morality, it... As you said, it kind of like just goes up and down as as history goes by, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely shows the lower points in our book. I feel like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. at this at this point in time, um, you know, just the way that people were being treated and the fact that everybody was just chill with that was definitely a low point and mm-hmm. I, that's definitely a point of moral fluctuation because i feel like we've definitely gotten better about that in society yeah. but of course it's something that we still it's not perfect severely struggle yeah. with yeah. and like morality right now too like we might have got better with like let's say racism but other things right now are fluctuating at this well, point it's like too. it's constantly changing i feel like no. morals are like always changing like whatever certain people think is like What's right? That's why I guess. It'll just be the same. And we, yeah, we all have different morals. Yeah. So yeah. how do you how do you even define that? It's such an existential thing. Hey, it's Alyssa, and now we're going to discuss some personal stories about how we've been affected um, with moral decline. Okay, so um, about two years ago, I was refing, and so I was about 14, and um, this I was, was for a soccer game. Yes, refing for a soccer game. It's a lot of fun. That's a joke. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. 
Continue, please. <laughs> Don't let that kind sir interrupt. We're, we're so sorry. We're recording in our um, school high school hallway because um, that's the only space without much noise that we have. So you know, yeah. but it's so funny because every time we'll get a random interjection. <laughs> but we're it's fine. We're all declined. Back to the topic. Okay, um, and so I was the AR, which means I'm on the side refing on the coach's side, and there was a center ref, and he wasn't really, he wasn't from the U.S., he had a thick accent, but um, the parents were kind of mad because they were losing the game, and they were trying to blame it on the ref. So they started criticizing him for not being American, and he wasn't really legible to, or he wasn't allowed to ref, I guess, because he wasn't American. And so the coaches were getting involved, saying, do you speak English? Like, are you... Wow. I was like, what does that have to do it with me being able to rap? It doesn't have to do with soccer. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like a worldwide game. Like, that's that's why we have the World Cup. Yes. Like, it's a <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter if you can speak or write English. Like, you just have yeah, to... Yeah, there's soccer players who don't speak English. They exactly. speak other languages. And they're really good. Yeah. Was this a situation where he... Like actually didn't speak English, or they were no. He spoke English, English but, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of even yeah. more racist just to assume that somebody doesn't speak just English based on the color of their skin. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I've had a lot of situations like that when rapping. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you a coach, or if you can't handle? Not setting a good example. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Moral divine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a really good point. Like. If you're in a position, this is definitely a personal like thing that I I feel very strongly about. But if you're in a position of power, you should the minute that you recognize that you should use that power for something good. No, absolutely. And I so agree. I think what a lot of people do is they realize they're in a position of power and they don't think about all the things that they could do with it. You and I wish the power. More, yeah, they abuse it. Like yeah. just think about in history, like where emperors and stuff and dictators have abuse the power they have to mm-hmm. do some bad things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I even responded to the coach. I was just like, you go. You go, yeah. Judah. And then sometimes you do just kind of have to like sit down, shut up, and yeah. you know, like hold your peace. Because mm. so. I can't get mad because I have to be professional because I'm a ref. Yeah. Like, In my instance, I did not have to be professional. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, this sounds spicy. Let's hear it. Okay, so this was three years ago in seventh grade. And we all know seventh grade boys can be a mess. A straight <laughs> that's, up That's a very... <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> and so we were sitting there in math class, and me, being an Asian, uh, got higher grades, okay? That's just established. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were playing Kahoot for our math, um, some subject we were learning, which is really weird. Why would you do a Kahoot math? Anyway, well, I love Kahoot. <laughs> Kahoot is good for everything. We love Kahoot. But okay, so I got the answer right, and I think I was like, you know, on that top three or top five or whatever. Yeah. That leaderboard, yeah. And while we were doing that, someone goes, "How did you know the answer to that?" And one little boy, not little boy, but I consider them little boys. <laughs> one little boy goes, "Cause she's Asian." And seventh grade me found that so offensive. And so I was like, I heard that. Not gonna say his name. And someone on the other side of the room goes, She heard it, but she didn't see it. Oh what? my god. 
That's horrible. Yeah. And These are seventh grade. Oh my god. At this point, my anger just like exploded, and I, in the middle of class, I walked up to him and I punched him in the shoulder. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say face shit. I was like, I was like, I definitely would have remembered this if it had been like she punched yeah, me in the face. Because like, we stuff. did all go to school <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. But um, the sub, she heard everything. The sub heard everything. So mm-hmm. she kind of went, You two, come out now. And she like talked to them about it. And yeah, that was one of my um, very, you know, memorable instances of middle school. And like just thinking about like the moral decline aspect of that like would you say that to someone who is white you know no yeah, it wouldn't no, come, no. no. I, say, never, I say yeah like i'm agreeing with you but no, no no like yeah and like just yeah if you think about it the, things have changed but as you said fluctuation they're still changing to today you know yeah yeah fixing or like not fixing <laughs> but do you think yeah. they changed after that conversation or uh, I mean, there were little 7th graders, and now we're in 10th grade, and I know there's a lot of older people that are listening right now, and they're thinking, 10th grade, you are still, like, children, and, but, like, you, they've matured. I haven't got an apology. Was anything ever said again, like, after that instance? Uh, I mean, they would joke, come up to me and be like, oh, you gonna punch me in the shoulder again? But, no. Nothing like racist or anything. Yeah, you know, one thing that I find really interesting is just, like, not interesting in, like, a good way, just, like, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, it also irritates me how people make jokes about that, like, like, just heavy topics in general, and I know that's, like, the hallmark of high school, it's just that people talk about that kind of stuff without any like care in the world they just they just say whatever they want because it's it's funny to them like Mm -hmm. like you take a heavy issue and then you make a joke out of it and suddenly like things aren't so hard anymore and so I it, it definitely speaks to me from your experience that it was so easy for them to say something like yeah. that, even though it's definitely like a problem like a real problem mm-hmm. yeah well, like, I don't think me and Alyssa really have any personal experience stories. Like, obviously, you can't see us right now, but we are very white. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean... And I don't recall anything, like, that I can remember happening to anyone else. Like, yeah. in my presence. So... I think, I think one thing that I do remember is, you know, this was back in middle school, too. I don't know if you guys would remember this substitute teacher that she had and I thought about it after you mentioned the sub was um, it the one that wouldn't let people go to the bathroom well I don't I don't remember but um I I don't know I think she was um Haitian or something or Dominican okay. possibly mm-hmm, yeah. like she so like, she was not from America yeah. and so she spoke a little bit of like broken English but mm-hmm. she was still like coherent mm-hmm. but I just so strongly remember like people making fun of her and like calling her out for when she would mispronounce things and it just it that still irritates me so much because I know I know it's a thing that people do to all people that are not from America but it was definitely like a stronger thing because of like how she looked and like 
imagine how she felt. There's little kids literally mocking you about the way you speak, and she's yeah. so much older than us, and that's yeah. just that breaks my heart. It's supposed to show you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't know. The thing that I I always think about with that is like imagine if you went to a foreign country like imagine if I went to Mexico right now like uh, of course I'm not gonna be able to speak Spanish very well I'm going to look extremely out of place and you know and one thing that I would hope is that just people wouldn't call me out on that so I feel like we should do that for people and help them get used to a new community Mm -hmm. instead of like calling them out for being different than we are. Actually, on substitute teachers, I have a story about um, the opposite. So, like, the sub Mm -hmm. was being discriminatory to the students. Wow. Well, when did this happen? Abusing power. Also in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. um, In social studies class, we were like, okay, it's towards the end of the day, and everybody's been holding their peas in for, like, (laughs) hours. And so... Um, this uh, student, he was black, and he said, "May I use the restroom?" He was the one that said I couldn't see. Oh, yeah, love that. But <laughs> he was like, um, uh, "May I use the restroom?" And the teacher was like, "No, do your work." So we were like, "Okay, that makes sense." Teachers say that a lot. Yeah. And so we were like, "Okay, let's let's just calm down." Like like we didn't make a big deal about it. But then later. Another African-American student said, may I use the restroom? She said, no, do your work. Proceeding to an Asian student asking, may I use the restroom? No, do your work. And that went on until a white um, male student said, may I use the restroom? And she looked at him and she said, come back quickly, hurry up. So we were like, hold on. That's yeah. not right. No, it's not right. That's not what... But what about Braylon over there who's been holding in his pee for the last 20 minutes and saying that how it hurts because he needs to go? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, no, he can't go. And we were like, why? And she was like, because he talked back to me and all all that. And we were like... She's just coming up with excuses. Yeah. Excuse her actions. Yeah, it's just excuses, excuses. And we were like, but he actually needs to go. And we were all looking at her like, you're putting... A child in pain (laughs) and like that happened and we told the administrators or he did and she told him like when that happens just go yeah ignore what she says and that like yeah just everything about that situation just kind of breaks my heart that like at such a young age kids are going through that you know yeah Mm -hmm. speaking of even younger age Mm -hmm. I have one, one more story about, Ooh, like, this is, um, yeah, <laughs> this was last Thanksgiving, and we go to, like, our favorite, um, our neighbors, they moved out of our neighborhood, so they built their own house, mm-hmm. and, um, it's a pretty big house, so they have really big parties. Ooh! <laughs> yes. So we love going there. Um, whenever I go there, I just hang out with the little kids, watch over them, and, um, they usually play, like, games like hide-and-go-seek or tag, and so this one kid, he was, like, I guess, like, I don't know if you have popular kids in group parties, but like he's like he had gum and all the little kids wanted gum. And he's like, well, you have to get down and beg me for it. And I was like, <laughs> I did not know little kids would do this. And my, oh my brother goodness. was like, well, I want some gum. And I was like, you don't beg for anybody. You don't get down on the ground and mm. act like a dog. And I was like, wow. wow. But that like it started from such a young age. Yeah. And I was like, they think it's okay that they can do that. And we all know it's because yeah. of their parents. It ultimately comes down to them, you know? 
That's crazy, because that's a, that's a taught thing. Mm-hmm. That's such a taught thing. It's not learned. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's it, not, is, it is. It's not developed. It's not developed. Within their tiny little brains. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Man, that's, that's kind of crazy. And that's the thing. It's like all of our prejudices and all of our beliefs come from what we have experienced and so for some people that can be positive and they choose to make positive action based on what they've experienced but I feel like a lot of the time it's just that people act negatively because of what they've experienced and what they've known and grown up around yeah well this has been insightful right Mm -hmm. So, a few episodes ago, you guys got a preview of our first article discussion, and so now we were assigned to pick some new articles that related to our social justice topic, once again, that's moral decline, and talk about those. So, we have selected some more articles, this time that we specifically disagree with. They have a topic that we disagree with. And so we're going to bring those up to the group and find out what everybody else has to say about them. So I'm going to begin. I picked an article from Fox News, and I specifically I went to Fox News because I do consider myself more of a liberal, so I figured this would be the source that I would disagree with, but I came through with an article that I actually didn't really expect. In fact, this article is... The topic itself is not really offensive to me in any way, but there are certain elements that I just pick out that irritate me, I guess, and with those, they have to do with moral decline. So I'm just going to introduce this article. This is called Enough Fentanyl to Kill 18,500 Found in Oakland County Drug Ring, Five Arrested and Bonded Out. So this article just details a drug bust found in Michigan that occurred sometime in 2018. Um, And so what I picked out of this that I specifically disagreed with, or that I guess just kind of got me riled up, is when it details what these people involved in the drug bust were sentenced to. So we have a, a man who was charged with a possible 20-year sentence for the other people involved, um, three possible life sentences, a 30-year sentence, a two-year misdemeanor, for somebody else, another 20-year sentence. And so basically what I took from this is I brought in another, um, I guess, issue that irritates me, and that is that we, as citizens, tend to think that some crimes are, let me figure out a good way to say this, because yes, some crimes are worse than others, Um, but I guess what irritates me is that certain crimes are not getting the punishment that they deserve, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I relate this to um, cases of murders and 
rape and other situations like that in which a person barely gets any sentence at all if if they get a sentence at all they get maybe a few years a few months whereas in a case like this which is a drug bust and obviously drug, drugs are bad don't do drugs you know? <laughs> this, this, I'm not I'm not like advocating for drugs or anything but these people um, were sentenced to really long sentences and life sentences um, for their involvement in drug trafficking, whereas I'm still seeing a lot of cases where people are not being fairly tried and fairly punished for the crimes that they did. So I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that, if anybody would like to chime in. Yeah, because like, when you think of murder, like, you just like, oh, that's so remorseful, like, why would they do that? And but then, like, when you see, like, like the case case files of it, it's like, oh, um, one-year sentence. And mm-hmm. got out on good behavior or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Parole or something like that. Yeah, and then for a drugs bust, I mean, yes, drugs are bad. Don't make them. Don't do them. Don't touch them, you know? But it's, yeah. you're not think about them. But you're not really, like, you're not directly. You're not, you're not forcing somebody to take the drugs. You're not. Yeah, you're just doing you're it. You're not shoving the drugs down their throat. Or, you're not forcefully killing them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you're doing it because you found the wrong way to entertain yourself. No, <laughs> or make money. Or make money. Whatever <laughs> the situation is. And like, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I feel like they should be maybe given a second chance. Maybe the government should help them, you know, get off yeah. of it or like give them like you know a decent job so they can actually make money or something oh my gosh i think the case that really speaks to me in the most angering way is i don't know if you guys remember this but the brock turner case um and so for those that don't know he was this happened i can't remember when this happened i think this happened like two years ago or something and this guy he I, I'm not 100% sure on the facts, but I think he went to like Penn State or something, or it was a, it was a good college. And, um, and so after a party one night, he essentially raped a woman and left her like in a trash can in an alley. And so it was this really big case because this kid, his defense entirely in court was that he needed to not be punished so that he could have a good life. And so that he didn't get his college taken away. And so that he, basically, so that he didn't lose his privilege. Which, oh my god, it still angers me to think about that. And I think he ended up only getting like a six-month sentence or something for raping and almost killing a woman. And meanwhile, you know, these people selling drugs or whatever, trafficking drugs, have life sentences. I'm like... Maybe I, I just feel really strongly about certain things, but I'm just, that's totally not fair. And that's moral decline to me, is people not focusing on the issues at hand. The real yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, by giving him his second chance, yeah. you're the, allowing him to possibly kill or rape more people. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean... Like, I, Maybe I don't. I don't know. To, I don't pretend to know this kid, but I'm gonna say one thing. I know that he's not sorry. You can watch the interviews and you can watch all of the case files, anything on it, and you just know that this kid, all he's trying to do is protect his privilege, and that's why he hates so much. Yeah. So. So yeah, that that was my article. Do you guys want to add in with yours? 
Okay, so my article was by, um, on USA Today, and it was about abortion, and it's called, mm, well, yeah, most Americans don't want a standing invasion for abortions until birth, but Democrats do, and it's like, it's the author or the publisher of the article is pro-life. But she writes about this New York law that's passed for pro-choice. So I don't disagree with the author. I obviously just disagree with the article. And it just talks about how um, Democrats are, like, applauding abortion. Because, like... Yeah. 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 Like, they're applauding death, basically. And it's... I don't agree with that. And... I just think it's morally wrong. Yeah. Like, yes. You shouldn't be killing a baby that has no yeah. no but voice. The baby didn't do anything. All it did was it was formed. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this time to chime in. I know I just talked for like six minutes straight, but um, I think I think the way that I think about things has an interesting like perspective to some people so I'm gonna bring this up um which is that I personally actually consider myself pro-choice but let me expand on that and what I mean is we are currently facing so many problems in the world that are strictly due to overpopulation and just having too many people and not enough homes for people not enough resources people suffering and so the way that I see it is if you can give your child a good life, then you have no excuse to have an abortion. It doesn't matter if it was un- unplanned. You don't have an excuse to kill yeah. someone because that is what it is. Like, I, yeah. like I'm not going to shy away from it. That is exactly what you're doing. But sometimes what I wonder is if it's more cruel and more unfair to bring a child into, into this life than only to put it in the foster care system and have it throw its life away because it's not given the right materials and the right support and the right love that it needs to live a good life, you know? I definitely understand your point. Yeah. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. I know it's definitely, like, a touchy subject. Yeah, it's definitely a touchy subject, and I feel like it's hard to be one way or another. Like, I it's feel okay. like there's some in-between for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's just, like... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just hard for people to be so stuck on one side. Or at least yeah. for me anyways. Like, I'm more pro-life than pro-choice. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And, like, my article is also on abortion. Um, it's from the New York Times, and it's called women... It's literally just called women, a woman's rights. And there's a quote that... You know, they selected out of it because they were like, oh, like, this, you know, they thought it would get more people to be pro-choice, I guess. But I'm pro-life. And the quote is, more and more laws are treating a fetus as a person and a woman as less of one, as states charge pregnant women with crimes. Right? And, like, yes, women are people, but are you saying that a fetus isn't a person? Is that what you're saying here? Like, that's what I'm... That's what I was getting, like, it, mm-hmm. to, like, you know, that the connotation of it. And, like, they go on to state, 
women who face jail time because they accidentally killed their child. So one is like a lady in New York was driving her car and her car crashed and the baby that she was carrying died and she was charged with manslaughter. But I don't agree with that. Wait, how does she? Yeah. Okay, wait. So the thing I had to yeah. look into this article too because this confused me too. But what the article says, I'm not 100. percent I'm gonna stop talking for a second. <laughs> Let's just wait for. We love that. We're so sorry. You know what? I probably will cut this part out. Yeah. If you can figure out how, yeah. I well, I know how to. Edit. You know how to. Okay. I'm also really afraid of it, just like okay. destroying the video again. So you know, I don't want it to do, do you, that. You might want. To, you could probably do it on your computer. Like that might be the. Easiest. Well, I don't think it's about the computer. I think it just, just so something it's happened last time. Okay. Yeah. Got re- we'll see. Anyway, so um, the article actually said that she drove into the other lane, which I'm taking to mean that she drove into oncoming traffic. Yeah. Which. I'm just gonna say it. Then, yeah, if you're covering, if you're carrying an unborn child, then your duty is to protect that child, and that you can't just drive into un like exactly and kill yourself and the child. Mm-hmm. But was it like on purpose? Like she was driving on like, or was she just not? I guess the article is unclear because it it could be unclear. that they misconstrued the what the, she did, what she did yeah. too. So that's like a or did she just swerve? into her like a lane next yeah. to her and just you know no she drove into the opposite op- opposite lane, lane. yeah well i've seen something like that but it was an older lady mm-hmm. like oh, obviously if it was on something. obviously it was on purpose that's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous but like if well it was, that's the thing is i wonder i'm like was it on purpose was she, she trying to do, do something that? stupid then then and like what was what was the cause of all that mm-hmm. it's like when she be in risk yeah. of hurting herself terribly so i'm just like would someone really do that and they're saying like so many women are getting like treated badly because they end up either killing their baby accidentally or like through abortion and that they should be protected and like don't get me wrong like i'm female too i i think women should have rights but when it comes to that like think of the unborn child like just it just got to me that people were like, nope, fetuses aren't real people yet, but women aren't. And that was just, it just irks me so much. I'm like, it it's has a heartbeat. It's definitely living. Yeah, yeah, it's living. And like, it feels pain and just, yeah. Well, not even, not even that. I know it's, I know it's almost like a more horrible thing to like not care about whether or not it feels pain, but it's just like, it's living you don't yeah. kill living things yeah like, like would you kill a baby that's in front of you just like a cute chubby little baby just because it's three months older yeah yeah my point exactly there's this one um i don't know i watch a lot a lot of law and order so yeah <laughs> uh, true crime yes. actually that's not true crime but crime <laughs> and so this lady she had a baby and um I guess there was something really wrong with the baby, like it wouldn't be able to live normally. Yeah, Yeah. grow. And so they're trying to decide on whether to kill the baby or let it live, because like, I don't know if the baby could like talk or hear, or it couldn't like even move its body if it got older. And so basically it couldn't do anything. And she was, she really didn't want to kill her baby, but there was um, debate going on between her and her husband. 
And so one of the um, lawyers got involved. And so like the last scene is him with the baby and he's like, should I turn off the switch or turn on the switch? Mm. And I was like, that's not your decision to make because oh like goodness. it's still living and you don't yeah. know what's going to happen in the yeah. future. Imagine what if, if the baby could talk, imagine yeah. what it would say to you. Like, are you really going to kill me? I feel like that's what it would say. And like just that like, alone. Oops. That alone just breaks that, my heart. That was like actually, yeah. Well, I think, I think the thing we can just take out of all of this is that it's really difficult to be 100% moral like all the time because everybody's gonna have a different opinion of like what's moral and what's not, mm -hmm. you know? And that, and that goes back to the whole thing of moral fluctuation. And I think we look back in the past and we can see what was moral and what was not, but then that's only determined by what our present views are. Who knows what it's going to be like in the future. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speak. <laughs> and yeah, that's our take on moral decline um, and, you know, in this book. Uh, feel free to contact us on our Twitter page at trying to be creative, no caps, no spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast.